Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's hour number two. It's Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. So the trade deadline for the NBA is today. It ends at 3 o'clock. We've had a flurry of moves so far today. You have like little things like this, like Buddy Heald going from the Pacers to uh, the Sixers. You have Kelly Olynyk and uh, what's the kid's name? Obaji, right? He was the player player of the year. Yeah, Ochai, right? Ochai Obaji, and uh, he goes from Utah to Toronto. Toronto always gets young players and Canadians. That seems to be the thing that they're doing these days. Toronto also acquires Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, so the Nets move on from Dinwiddie finally, and they bring in and they bring in um, Dennis Schroeder, not Ooh. Dennis Smith Jr. By the way, Dennis Schroeder. And uh, Gordon Hayward goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then, of course, the Knicks. They make the move that was expected, at least the Alec Burks part of it, but it's a six-player trade. Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich, who's a really, really good all-around player, averaging 20 a game, though, in limited time because he started off the season injured. Both 30-year-olds, Bogdanovich is 34. So the Knicks get some depth, and they get some experience, and they move on from Evan Fournier's expiring contract. They move on from Quentin Grimes. Uh, Malachi Flynn, we hardly hardly knew you. Uh, and Ryan Archidiakono, who seems to just get traded on um, on trade deadline day, it seems. So a little tear for the Villanova crew. Meanwhile, let's, uh, let, let's get some thoughts on this, Spart, and more from Frank Isola, who's got a terrific show every morning on Sirius XM NBA and Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. It's actually the best part of the show, I think. But that's just my opinion. You also see Frank on various shows on ESPN as well and a longtime beat writer who's covered the NBA forever. So, Frank, thanks for joining us. Let's get an initial thought on the move the Knicks made and what you think it turns them into once they get healthy. Yeah, I do like how you guys do it. I do like how you identified as Toronto trying to recreate the Canadian national team. They need <laughs> – <laughs> they have to get Shea Gildas Alexander. Right, that's the yeah. Canadian. Or Jamal Murray. Or Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's what the Canadians you want. But you started the, the back and really then you build for towards the front. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think the Knicks did really well here. I love the fact that they're going for it. You know, I thought they made a really good move with OG Ananobi. You know, he's got to get healthy. Right. But, you know, right now the Eastern Conference is a lot of question marks, uh, you know, with Milwaukee, obviously with Philadelphia, Miami. Boston is tough, but you know the Knicks. You know, with, with the right under the right circumstances, could certainly beat them. So the Knicks are getting pieces that fit, and I think these two moves help. It's funny, you know, they are coming from, in theory, the worst team in the league. But OG Ananobi was coming from a losing team in Toronto, as well. I think they were three and eleven in the last fourteen games he played for the Raptors. But you know, it's all about fit, and I think these two guys fit, and you guys know this. I mean, Alex Burks' name has been out there for a while as a player that the Knicks had identified. So I, I really like what the Knicks did. I think they're going for it. They're not trying to hit a home run with, you know, getting some, you know, washed-up player who they hope could help. These are two guys that will help. I think it was a smart move. First of all, that stung a little bit by you saying a losing program. Listen, we're rebuilding out in Detroit. We're young. Oh, it's a Detroit fan. That, that, that stings a little bit. You just picked a scab. You know what I mean? Second time we we, we helped you guys out because I think oh, who's the guy from UConn that we took a couple years ago? Kimball Walker. You know, we, we've we been helping the Knicks out for a couple years well, now. You did, you know? you did get Jalen Duran. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's been complete charity. I mean, you, you welcome, but but Ray, let, let, let's complete let's complete the puzzle. Um, you know, yesterday uh, we were talking – 
uh, I think we realize that they also have the exemption as well to be able to um, the the veteran exemption um, as well. So when we when we see moves, do we anticipate that the Knicks still have some more moves? We think maybe the buyout market is kind of where we're where we're talking about a guy like Kyle yeah, Lowry. Exactly. I think I, I think that's uh, a possibility. It is interesting. Kyle Lowry is an interesting name, but I do think there'll be a lot of interest in a guy like that. You know, it's funny. I think what the Knicks did, I think, you know, these other teams in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee certainly, I think Miami as well, they're, they're definitely going to take notice. Now, I mean, we know how it works in the NBA. There are salary cap restrictions, but I think, you know, with the Knicks have made such a big jump this year, and I, I love it. I mean, you know, guys like, you know, Tom, people forget. You know, Tom coached under Jeff Van Gundy for a long time. Jeff Van Gundy coached under Pat Riley. Pat Riley, every day, was just about winning a championship. He ain't thinking three, four, five years down the road. It's about right now, and you can do that without having to trade away every asset you have. So I think the Knicks are being smart. It's been a long time since there's been this much buzz around the team. The, the expectations, I think, are realistic at this point. So I think the Knicks are, you know, that's an interesting way of looking at it, who they could pick up in the buyout market. I think if there's something there, I think this front office has shown you that they're willing to make a move. Hey, Frank, I, I, I'm looking at your Twitter, I have to laugh, and usually I do when you tweet things, and this is, yes, the Knicks are acquiring two players from a historically bad team, but Thibodeau has a way of turning lost causes into winners. For example, the Knicks. And you, and you have said it. This is this is as good as they have been consistently in in a decade for sure. But even beyond that, because if you think about the 54-win team, that was an isolated thing. That was a whole bunch of OGs that you put together and you knew it wasn't going to be sustainable, but they were going for it that year, and it, and it, and it didn't happen. But this is obviously what's going on here, sustainable. And when you think about the fact that they've made these moves for Ananobi, they made the moves for Burks and Bojanovic, and they've given themselves some depth, they haven't given up any of the first-round picks that they have collected here. It's all been second-round picks, and all of, I guess, the young players that they also acquired in, in different first-round yeah. selections. So it does leave the door open for this summer where they're not taking, like you said, no long-term contracts have been added, and they still have their first-round picks. There's this sense, and do you have this sense that this summer there might be that white whale finally for Leon Rose that might be out there for them to get that almost puts them over the top? Yeah, 100%. And it's amazing how many people – didn't read that tweet the right way. It's a it's a compliment I'm giving. It's a, I, I like the two, the moves that they made and the fact that Tom has done a pretty good job. And for example, OG Ananobi was in a losing situation. He comes to the Knicks. They haven't yep. you know they don't lose since, since he's been on the team. And I think the biggest thing about the Knicks, I think the way they're viewed. You and I and Bart, I think we talked about this last year as well. The way they're viewed around the, the league, it's seen as not this dysfunctional place where it's just going to be a mess if you go there. I think it's seen more as a stable franchise. And obviously the front office has had a lot to do with it, the head coach, but also the point guard too, Jalen Brunson. It just looks, you know, it kind of reminds you a little bit of the 90s Knicks. It reminds me a little bit of some of these Miami Heat teams with Pat Riley, where it's just about basketball. Listen, there's always going to be drama with every team in New York. There's going to be drama, but there's just less of it. It's not about nonsense. It's about basketball. It's about going out there and playing. And I think teams, and I think players, I should say, will be attracted to that. I think the best scenario for the Knicks, is to root against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that's the best thing that you could do. Hope that the Minnesota Timberwolves draw a good team in the first round. They lose, and they think, you know what? Maybe we just should be fully committed to just Anthony Edwards, and we'll try to trade Carl Anthony Towns. Because I think, once again, as a fit, Carl Anthony Towns would fit with what the New York Knicks are trying to do, especially with that point guard there. But I, I think you're onto something. I think 
this summer, and you know, you guys know how it works. These really, really crazy big trades, except for Kevin Durant last year, tend to happen around the draft and during the free agency period. Yeah. Now, see, Alec Burks was the name that wouldn't go away. I mean, that's like stepping on gum. It just stayed on your shoe, right? The Alec Burks thing has been for months. Carl Anthony Towns is now the other piece of gum that's now on your shoe. That's a name that's, I think, going to stick around here until we get to the summer. I mean, I've... I want to keep an eye on Phoenix. Uh, you never know with that team as well. And does Devin Booker finally get fed up there? Yep. They don't have any depth at all. Like That's the other name I'm kind of keeping an eye on. And we all know CAA in the family and all that stuff. And, and Frank, we're talking with Frank Isola, by the way, again, the starting lineup on SiriusXM every morning from 7 to 10. And also, you know him from ESPN, PTI, Around the Horn, and, and all those other shows. But, Frank, it, 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 I have to remind people when it comes to Tom Thibodeau because I feel like you always have to remind people is that he has his teams playing their best at the end of the season. When everybody talks about burnout, I always laugh at that because I'm like, hang on a second, let me look. So I put together the numbers with a friend of mine. And and I keep and I actually just texted him say, remind me again of these numbers so I get them right. And it's incredible. In three years now, this is obviously year four, with the Knicks previously, after the All-Star break, his winning percentage with the Knicks, and that includes the year they didn't make the playoffs, is 600, 48 and 32. In the last 20 games of the season, it's 40 and 20. I mean, we're talking about a team that's playing its best at the end. That doesn't seem like burnout to me. So I know we all do the whole thing with minutes and everything else, but a move like this also now takes that excuse away as well. Can't burn a team out when you got this kind of depth. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, if you look at the schedule, to their credit, they really survived what was going to be a difficult early start to the season. They played a ton of road games, and then because of the in-season tournament, and I think you brought this up at one point, you know, but the idea of making it and advancing out of the group stage meant your game, your regular season games were going to be tougher. And look what happened to the Knicks. They had to play Milwaukee and Boston. So now they're playing those two teams a total of 10 times this year. That's It's crazy. You know, when you think about how, how hard the schedule has been, I think Tom's done a good job. I know a lot of times the minutes thing comes up, which I, I find a little amusing at some point, you know, tonight. Uh, you know, Kobe's going to have a. They're going to have the statue unveiling of Kobe Bryant. The statue is of him not waiting for the coach to take him out of the game. You know, like the real players <laughs> want to play all, all the time. And you know, Jalen Brunson uh, fits in fits in that category. I know Bar. I know everyone talks about the minutes. I want to see how many times Bart Scott and Ray Lewis uh, asked to come out of a game for crying out loud when they played for Baltimore. Nobody has to ever come out of a game. We were dogs, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how how close? Have they closed the gap on the Milwaukee Bucks? Now, we know that Boston Celtics are something else. But the Bucks and their inability to play defense like we are accustomed to seeing them, you know, have the Knicks closed it and maybe potentially are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference when you consider what they've just done and went healthy? You know, because Middleton concerns yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's been a weird matchup for them because they haven't fared well against the Milwaukee Bucks, but that was obviously before they got OG Ananobi, a guy that, in theory, you could put on Giannis and Tedekumbo. But Milwaukee's been a mess defensively. And, you know, ever since they made the coaching change, what would be kind of a red flag, I mean, I love Giannis, but their last two games that they've lost, it doesn't even sound like Giannis. He's made, oh, we got in late, we had a late flight, we got to the <laughs> hotel at 2 o'clock. He's making up every excuse in the book. And then the first game they lost to Denver, Doc said it wasn't about our defense, it's about our offense. Stop. You guys didn't make a stop in the last mm-hmm. five minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of excuses coming out of, uh, out of Milwaukee right now. There's still obviously a move that they can make, and there's no guarantee 
that they got better with Damian Lillard. They got the better offensive player, but Drew Holiday was a big-time defensive player. Yes. And they kind of built the team around knowing that they were going to have Drew Holiday. They got a lot weaker defensively, and that's going to factor into players. Let me tell you something. Playoffs start, there's a lot of pressure on Giannis, who he pushed for all this stuff, including the coaching change. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on Damian Lillard because it's cute when you're playing Portland. Everybody loves you in the small town. He's been in the conference finals once in his career, and he couldn't take a game off the Golden State Warriors. And that was when Kevin Durant was hurt and didn't play. Mm. So that, there's going to be a lot of pressure. I think the Knicks are going to go in. If they do play, I think the Knicks are going to go in with a bit of a mental edge in that series. And keep in mind, too, they haven't beaten Milwaukee. Like It took them all the way to yeah. Christmas, right? Like they, they really struggled to play against them. They finally did get that game. On Christmas, because only they, I mean, if you play a team five times in a, in a month span, you've got to get one. But they have played them so much, and they, they have absolutely struggled with them. Exactly. Hey, Frank, um, it, it, with Boston, you know, they made an interesting move with, with, with Tillman. But they have, I said, they, I think they have the best starting five in the NBA. Does that still make them the favorite, like, entirely in the league? Like, that is still the team that, that you have to measure up with. Yeah, and there'll be pressure on them, too, because last year that game seven that they had at home against Miami – you know, Jalen Brown and all those turnovers. I think the big key will be Przingis. Like last night, you see the impact that he has. But, you know, we know Chris Przingis from his time with the Knicks. It's, he's like a lot of players in the NBA. You have no problem with him when he's playing. The problem is, is he playing? Yeah. And that's and I don't know what's going to happen come playoff time with Chris Przingis. And, you know, I know Holiday's missed some games, too. I do think that they're the most talented team. I thought they were the most talented team last year, and they didn't get out of the conference final. So, again... They've been a team as well that's been vulnerable. What, what I find exciting about it, especially in the East, you know, you can make a case for a few of the teams. And tonight I'm going to see uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers play in person. How well, how well have they played? And they've gotten better from last year when the Knicks absolutely smoked them in that first-round series. That's where I was going next. Cleveland, are we overlooking them? Are they? Like, I was going to ask you, do you look at them as legit or are they sort of like – you know, Sacramento last year and, and some, you know, you, we always every year have these teams that have incredible regular seasons because nobody's paying any attention to them. But then when the playoffs come, it sort of reality sets in. Is Cleveland, though, different than they were last year? Did that those depth pieces they got in the offseason make a difference? Is Donovan making a difference? What do you see there? Yeah, great, great point. You know, I thought, you know, both Evan Mobley and Jared Allen looked a little overwhelmed in that first round series, especially yeah. physically. I think a year, you know, that experience will help. But I thought they were really smart, especially going out and getting Max Struess. Because Max Struess played in big games last year for Miami. They needed that additional shooting with Struess and George's Niang. I think George's Niang had a game this season when he went 13-14 or 13-15 in a game. It's still going to come down to Donovan Mitchell. And the one concern you always have about Donovan Mitchell, he's a terrific player. You know, maybe it's because he wears the number 45. You look, you look at him and you think he's like six foot four, six foot five. He's <laughs> kind of sneaky small. Right, he's like yeah. about six one. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not that big. Six one, six two, but he needs to be. He's going to have to be at the top of his game. But I think there's no question that they're a better team. I mean, look at the run that they've been on. They've been on a great run. And remember, Darius Garland missed a lot of those yep. games. I think he had a broken jaw, and so did Evan Mobley, who was coming back. I believe it was from a knee injury. So right. JB Bickerstaff, kind of underrated job that he's done in Cleveland this year. Yeah, and again, underrated and overlooked because we've spent a lot of time. Again, yeah. The Knicks have gotten so much pomp and circumstance for the January they've had and obviously so much about the Lakers and what they're going through. And there's been so much focus elsewhere. I just feel like them and a little bit yeah. of the Clippers, right? Aren't the Clippers kind of being ignored? Hard to believe, but, you know, like look at the run they've been on. Like They've been playing like the best team in the league as well. You know, it's crazy. 
Kawhi playing Kawhi plays back to back games. It's like Bart Scott showing up for work on back to back days. You don't really expect it. But in the studio, has, it's a I'm rarity. Kidding, Bart, I'm kidding, is, I'm no, no, it's, it's me showing up for back to back segments. You know what I mean? Because I space well, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but Bart's staying locked into a segment. That's one of those. Where he, he, it's funny. What was it? Was it with Windhorst? Who was it with Bart? That that you 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 jumped in and I was like Bobby Marks. <laughs> Bobby Marks, right? Where you all of a sudden jumped in on something like because it woke you up. Like, oh, it's like oh, you're with us. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy. Like with, with, with what's going on in Cleveland, can they play good enough that makes Donathan Mitchell want to stay? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I was there in um, October for like we went on like a training camp tour, and Kobe Altman kept reminding everyone, you know, he's under contract through next year as well. Yeah. But I would think if he doesn't want to sign the extension this summer, that would be probably the best time to move him. So I don't think there's any question that his name is going to be out there again. But the one thing is, let's say they make a pretty decent run. What if mm-hmm. they got, you know, out of the first round? Yeah. You know, maybe things break right and they get to a conference final. That could change the way they looks at the team. I know this. He said all the right things when we were there oh. in Cleveland. And he, and, he, and he did seem happy. So he's definitely smart. He's not doing, you know, I don't know if I want to be here. I don't right. know. We're committed to winning. They're certainly committed to winning. They went out, they went out and, you know, uh, spent some money and certainly improved the roster. So it's, from that standpoint, it's not as if he can use the we're not committed to winning a championship. I think that's uh, far from the truth about Cleveland. Hey, Frank, while, while you, we're on the air with on. you here, uh, Woe's reporting that uh, P.J. Washington is going to the Mavericks. Mm. And what's interesting is the Mavericks are moving Grant Williams out of there, which is not a surprise. He's, really? He's a bit of a pain in the butt. But uh, Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick going to Charlotte. Uh, Dallas is sending good, a lightly protected good, first going the other way. Good for Seth Curry. He gets the, his dad calls the games on yep. Charlotte Hornets television, so he Send gets to do with his daddy from Charlotte. Well, that Grant Williamson, that's 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 pretty interesting. I guess I guess that didn't work out. There. Dallas is weird because Kyrie, it's the same thing. Kyrie's a phenomenal player. He never plays. Right. You know, it's just that, that, that's that's a big problem. They, they they were great the other night against uh, the Nets, and I'm Brooklyn. sure they'll be great tonight against the Knicks. Is is Jalen Brunson playing tonight? He's listed as questionable, and if, if it were me, I mean, they I have eight play. guys available. He, right, I wouldn't play. If he doesn't play, like it's eight guys available if he doesn't play, and I wouldn't expect it. And so you know, of course, Kyrie's going to definitely dance around, yeah. you know, just, as he's dropping yeah. buckets on, uh, you know, Man. the G Leaguer that they call up. But It just moves on me. <laughs> Frank, it is so many moves going around my head. It's spinning. Like, I know Allen goes strictly from Woj <laughs> and Woj bombs, but I go from 7-Eleven.com. Oh, boy. So I can, so I can be unofficial official. Yeah. But um, it looks like Phoenix is getting into the mix as well. I'm sure you'll catch up with that in a second. It also oh. looks like Buddy Hill to the 76ers. Tell me that I'm catching up so the Nets are making another move because that's where I was going to go with Frank. Frank, everybody knows. I did not mention this, and I, and yeah, I feel Royce. bad I didn't because he's got a million jobs. I mean, he is – Bart, you know how like, like he, you call me like Jamaican? Jamaican. Well, Frank is Jamaican tree just jobs like I am. No yeah, good, you got dirty tree bum. jobs. You lazy. I got so it's I did not mention that he's on the Yes Network, of course, on the net broadcast because I just ran out of breath. Damn, how many but, security cards do you have, bro? Like, how do you, you got them on? You got, you got one of them keychains on your hip, but you got. I got the triple header today. I got no. the radio, ESPN, and the net game. Oh, yeah. We've, we've, we've all lived that life. We've all lived that life. Yep. So, all right, with that in mind, so the, the, the point guard move that they made, now we'll get, the, I guess Royce O'Neill also traded yep. here, but yeah. the point guard move was interesting, uh, bringing in Dennis Schroeder and sending out Spencer Dinwiddie. I think uh, Thaddeus Young's in there too, but Thaddeus Young is, is, is he older than Taj Gibson? Um, what, like, what, what's going on with the Nets? Did you expect them to do a little more here, or is this about, about what you'd expect? Yeah, 
you know, Spencer Dumas, I don't know if you saw it the other game, but when the game ended, he symbolically took off his entire uniform on the court. <laughs> he took off his sneakers. He took off, he took off his shirt. And then he said, no, don't read too much into that. No, no, no. He, he didn't want to be there anymore. Don't read into and obviously, that. <laughs> who, it's like a who did Royce O'Neal get traded for? Oh, let me go back. Really, Bart? You're going to break right. news and not have all the details? Because, listen. This uh, is such good a, radio. Oh, they finalized it for uh, three second-round picks. Just, just – okay. Three second-round picks. I like Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he's a, yeah they need, and they need defense out there in Phoenix. I mean, so, Bobo so can only what, do so got, much. The Nets just acquired the best player in the world because Dennis Schroeder was the MVP of the FIBA World Cup. Take that, Bart. Technically, mm. technically. Germany, schnitzel, schnitzel. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> but but you can tell Dinwiddie's days were numbered there. It wasn't much of a wasn't much of a fit there. But I, like I said, I, I was curious to see if they were going to you know do something to loosen up some stuff with that roster. I didn't think they were going to do anything major, but they clearly have to have a plan going into the offseason When, as we've talked about with other teams, there could be some really big names available. If then if Donovan Mitchell wants to come home to New York, it doesn't seem like the Knicks are a fit anymore. So Brooklyn might might want to buy into that as well, right? So do you expect that that's what they're going to do, just set themselves up for the summer as well? Yeah, I, I think they're in, that's what they're thinking. Remember, they didn't even make a play for Damian Lillard because it really didn't fit their timeline, obviously. But uh, I, I think Donovan Mitchell is certainly a guy that, they, that they'll look after. Remember, too, you know, Mikel Bridges' name, it was linked to the Knicks. I think the Knicks made a, a big offer for him, definitely in terms of draft picks, Houston, did the same, so maybe that's something that they'll explore after the season if they don't think they can get a guy like Donovan Mitchell or Ed, like this a great impact player. Mikael Bridges is good. He's just you know he's just not a number one on your team. Can he be the second guy? Debatable third guy. I certainly think he could be that. So the Nets have some question marks, but I think they're doing the right thing by trading the guys that they're trading. You know, Spencer didn't really want a contract, and he wasn't going to get it with the Nets. So he was he had been unhappy for most of the season. So this it was definitely headed this way for him. All right, so Bart, do you know that? Uh, so Brian Scalabrini is also on the show, the starting lineup on Sirius XM with Frank each morning. They were in Come Milwaukee. On, top, quit playing. That's my guy. And they they were honored by by Milwaukee in the mm. town, right? And since then, they've fired their coach. Uh, they their defense has gone from number one to I think twenty ninth. Like so, if this is the ultimate kiss of death, like here in New York, we're all for it. Mwah. There we go. It's the kind of stuff that we're looking yeah, the for. The mayor, Mayor Cavalier Johnson, showed up at practice. He handed us a proclamation naming October fourth, uh, Brian Scalabrini, Frank Isola Day. And ever since then, the Milwaukee Bucks have completely fallen apart. And Brian, and the mayor caught a lot of he caught a lot of flack for giving like a Boston Celtic guy a day in Milwaukee. That's not so. I felt bad for the mayor. They tweeted that out, and I was reading the comments, and I was like, "Oh my god, this poor guy is just trying to do a nice thing." Yeah, you got to turn you got to turn the mentions off, man. When, when First, it, when Aaron like Rodgers leaves us. Now this, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Frank, thanks so much for a few minutes here. It's always a busy day. I'm sure you don't miss it like I do as a beat writer. Like we're you know instead of having uh, to make a million calls, we just sit back and let the action happen and react to it. Don't forget all your key cards to swipe in. I, you know, but Bart, did you, did you get over the Ravens losing? You're all right now. Nah, it's still the, the Ravens and the and the Lions. We have a segment. Just Bart makes excuses, yeah. and it's usually about why the Ravens lost. 
Bart, no. you only had to score 18 points to win the game. <laughs> I know, I know. With the 17. Hey, man, Lamar, Lamar choked again, man. Like, you know, the moment wow. was too big for them, okay. and, the mo- and the moment was too big for Todd Munkin, who forgot that they were a running football team and they weren't down by 35 points. Listen, the bigger question yeah. is that we need to ask him is when Rex Ryan gets the job in Dallas, yeah, does I'm Bart going. Scott become a Dallas Cowboy linebacker coach? And I'm going to need a partner. Yeah, I like the way Alan's thinking. It's, well, listen. I mean, he's probably going to have to. He's going to have to take a pay cut because you all know he's No, that's so, for sure. Well, 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 no, 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 no state taxes out there, so you know I, I can take less and still Good get point. more. He'll take he'll take a pay cut, but he'll have to show up on time now. So that's you know, see, there's always a drawback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which one bothers him more, losing money or having to actually be on yeah. time? Yeah, coach I don't know which there. one's going to be the harder one for you to adjust to. Coach, well, you be there early, you, man. You work for the Cowboys. You almost become a bigger celebrity, so that that factors into it too. The ex-athletes—they like the celebrity part of it. That's mm. that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah, I can get a local I can get a local endorsement for like Bojangles or something like that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, fr- all right. So you're on—is uh, it around the horn today or PTI? Which one? Around the horn today. Yep. Around all right. The around the horn. Mark, you know who? You know who? You know who Devin Bush is? Devin Bush. I know that name. From the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, his wife is the Celtics. Pre and post game host Amina Smith. Oh, see, that, so we had her on about. the other day. She's going to the Super Bowl. Her husband intercepted your guy, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he does yeah. a Super Bowl connection all the time. Oh wow! Yeah, I hope Mahomes get. I hope Mahomes get, get a. I hope, listen, I want, I want, I want Mahomes to represent every man. Forget all this State Farm stuff. He needs to be skims. Forget Usher. We want a fat boy in there. Yeah, if he skims. shows up, we want with a six pack because they body shamed him at the Super Bowl. Then we're doing it all wrong. Like there's no way that has to, and he'll lose. Like he can be he can, the new, he can be the new here, face. Here's for what he Olympic. should say. Here's what he when they tell him about like, oh, you got a dad bone. That's like that's the problem is, is I don't lose. I can't lose. Not even weight. Can't just do that, that either. I just guys, don't lose. Did you guys see? He does. He does a commercial for Subway where he's holding up a foot long <laughs> meatball sub and he's holding up a foot long chocolate chip cookie. Who's going to a store ordering a, a foot long chocolate chip cookie? They told us for. For two years, you have to stay inside and wear a mask. Now they want to see foot-long chocolate chip cookies? Yeah. That's, that's not the right message to be sending Listen, listen. Clearly the genetics are, is bad, so he, he better watch himself. He only have no type 2 diabetes at, at 30 years old. See, this is why yeah. I, we got to figure out. I, I do, I do, now it's semi-weekly because Frank doesn't want me on every week apparently, so they make me go on another show uh, every other week. So it's semi-weekly. But we got to figure out how we get Frank on here weekly because we got to go beyond basketball with him. This clearly this is there's there's more to this that we have to drill down into. But unfortunately, we have commercial breaks, not like Sirius XM, where you could just go wherever you want. I'm, Frank, I'm going to send you the photo of Patrick Mahomes. You got to show it to Bart. You'll crack up when you see it. <laughs> Without a doubt. He ain't getting much vitamin D out there in Kansas City either. Look like powder out there. His white stomach. <laughs> this will just go on forever. We might as well just go right to break. See you guys. Thank you, I'll Frank. You right. 800-919-3776. Audio Files is coming up next, unless some more news breaks, and Bart lets us know from 711.com. Stay with us, Bart Hot 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So today, the NBA trade deadline. Will the Brooklyn Nets do anything? There were reports they've already turned down an offer of four first-round picks for Mikhail Bridges. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, the guys asked Woj, could the Nets get five first-rounders for him? 
I think the Nets could get five first-round picks for Mikael Bridges, but that's been true since the day they traded for him literally 365 days ago uh, in the Kevin Durant deal. Uh, but they want to build around Bridges. I think he's a piece. Guys love the idea in the league of playing with Mikael Bridges, so I think they want to add to him. The big kind of deals you'd like to do are probably not there for them, maybe until the summer. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, Triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew. Honey, during tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Continue with your calls at 800 919 I'm so way behind on all kinds of stuff to tell you about. And on some football news, Bart, real quick. Saw this last night from Connor Hughes. Uh, Chad Alexander, the director of player personnel from the Jets. Yeah. Leaving. He's going to the Chargers to become the assistant general manager. Ooh, that's How big upgrade. of a piece was Chad Alexander uh, in that front office with the Jets? He was big. But remember, he has that working relationship with um, um, Joe Ortiz, who was you know the head of college scouting there. So they worked together hand-to-hand in picking players and evaluating. Um, this could you know potentially hurt the Jets in the draft, but they've already done the work. Um, and I'm sure they'll catch up as Joe Ortiz moved up um, to be the general manager from head of personnel or something with the with the Ravens. So that's just him going back with his boy. Okay. Well, it's again, it's just interesting to see names. That, that's Isn't that two now out of the Jets? Yeah, Chad, front Chad's my guy. Yeah, Chad's my guy. I know. You always reference Chad. He was so. part of, you know, bringing in, um, bringing in um, Lamar. Okay. Jackson, two-time MVP. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of him. That's pretty good. All right. Well – he moves on the Jets uh, with a couple of spots now to fill in their front office. Damn, I got some allies if I want a job. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah. So, 
And uh, Rex Ryan, just for everybody to know, Rex Ryan, who usually joins us on Thursdays at 2 o'clock, cannot join us today. Now, what? yeah, we can we can surmise that, oh, well, the Dallas job, he's interviewing for it, maybe doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, but he is going to Vegas for the Super Bowl, and so not available. Uh, Garrett Wilson, is that confirmed that we will get him tomorrow? Do we know for sure, do you know? I would say yes. Okay. Is, uh, Garrett was also traveling, so we couldn't get him in the usual spot on Tuesdays. But the belief is we'll have him tomorrow. So it'll be a great Friday football guest tomorrow. And, I mean, we really haven't spent a lot of time talking Super Bowl this week, Bart, because of all the other stuff going on in the trade deadline. So get Garrett on with and us tomorrow. we ain't got tomorrow. nothing to do about the Super Bowl. So football you know Friday tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Sad day for us. All right. Well, so tomorrow will be a little more football. And you know what? Coming up right now, we'll get a little football into uh, time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Audio file. That was a heavily breathy audio files, by the way. Like you well, really. I want to. I want to put some extra uh, halitosis on it. I just finished a lot pro- of halitosis. I, I, finally, I, I finally finished my protein shake. Well, thank God for that. I've been super dehydrated for some reason, man. So and, and I put coconut um, water, coconut milk, or coconut water in my um, protein shake, which made it extra sweet and good. Really? Dehydrated? You don't know why, huh? Hmm. Adventure, I guess. Um, Brock Purdy. Who just everything being talked about with the Niners involves Brock Purdy and what is he and how good can he be and all that stuff. And one thing he does have with the 49ers is a lineage of great quarterbacks who he can lean on, including Joe Montana and Steve Young. So, what kind of advice have those guys, Super Bowl winners, given to him? Just briefly talking to like Joe, it's it's been just pretty simple, just in terms of you know, you got a good team around you, just obviously. Uh, go through your reads and what Kyle is calling and trust in Kyle. You don't need to be this superstar or anything. Like You can go out and just do your job, do it well, and you got a good team around you, and you guys can win that way. And then with Steve, we just talked about just like our mindsets, you know, in the NFL, you know, with all the stuff going around on the outside, being able to, you know, sink back into what you believe and, and understand who you are and what your purpose is. Damn, remember who you are. Don't try and be me or Steve. We MVPs, yeah. baby. Because remember, Joe Montana right. came out and kind of – play out of who you are. Yeah. Play remember within Joe, yourself. Yeah, remember Joe Montana came out a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago, was talking about, hey, man, he's just a guy. He didn't really give him the flowers that we thought he would get. He thought he would get certified by the, by the, by the formerly GOAT, and he didn't really do that. All right. Well, on the other side, speaking of GOATs, as we know, Patrick Mahomes is moving himself into that kind of category – and so everything he has to say during Super Bowl week is always going to be interesting and headlines. But this was interesting. Did you know that before the AFC Championship game, Eric Bieniemy was back with the Chiefs? He uh, had a little meeting and talked with some of the players as well, including Patrick Mahomes. It's always great to have EB in the building. Just just being there and the energy that he brings and the mentality that he brings, you can just you can feel just because he's, he's, he's has that intensity, but he loves it. He loves being there. He loves being a part of the team and, and being a part of, a, of that culture. And so just having him back in the building was, was really cool and listening to him talk and kind of got everybody. You could ask guys, man. I think guys had a little bit of like chill bumps today and like, hey, we got EB's back here. And um, obviously he didn't get that head coaching opportunity, but I'm excited for him to, to continue to coach football and to continue to make his impact on the game. Well, it clearly won't Hold be with on. the Chiefs, is, though. Is he, try, is, he trying to get, is he trying to get a ring if they win because he gave a pep talk? <laughs> no, but like, isn't it interesting that Mahomes would say all that, but yet is he is he you know is he campaigning to bring him back into the organization? Because it doesn't seem like there's anything for him to do there. 
Hold There's up, no did, openings. I'm trying to understand. He said it's good to have him back in the building, so he just showed up to say hi? Yeah, yeah. He had some meetings. Just came in, sat in some meetings, and talked with some of the offensive players and all that stuff. And, you know, so, so if he's uh, back Mahomes there, then, was happy to see him. But if, if he's back there doing all that, then he's basically unofficially, officially, like, back Consulting. with the squad. Yeah, well, he's looking for a job, and he's not really getting uh, any any type of offers right now, which is yeah, he can blame he Yeah, he can blame Sam Howell for that one. Yeah, well, it also blamed Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is the one who fired him a couple of days ago as they went in a different direction with the offense, famously, of course, with Cliff Kingsbury. Bro, I don't know who oh. runs back faster. Is it uh, is it Belichick disciples or is it Andy Reid disciples? Man, he yeah. didn't wait a week before he back there he kissing ass. Back. Well, you always want to go back home where you feel good bro, when you're not feeling in, good. In a week? Well, bro, like sometimes – can you let them have their moment? Can you let them go out and – What did he do? He just kind of went with- – oh, Hey, man, anyways. I thought I was going to ball out without y'all. Ain't nothing without y'all, man. I don't have time Can for I come this. back home? I don't have time for this. Can I don't I have time for home? this. So Dan Quinn did let him go, right? So it means mm-hmm. Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Commanders, which means Dan Quinn is no longer the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. And on Pat McAfee, as Tony Pollard was a, a guest – that was news to Tony Pollard. Your guys' defensive coordinator obviously got the head coaching gig in Washington. I think you guys are still going through the process, right, of figuring out who that D.C. might be. When you got when you face that defense, you guys have stars everywhere you look. What do you look for them for next year, and who do you think they might bring in? Um, You know, it's crazy. <laughs> See, I hadn't been on social media, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, keep the noise out. Yeah. Did you just find out you lost your defensive coordinator? I just found out right now. Oops. Bro, you ain't got to be on social media. Like, bro, everybody <laughs> – you don't have a group chat with your teammates? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't yeah. you guys do that? Like, have a group chat where if something goes down within the team, you kind of know about it just from the group chat. Damn. Would all you guys not even read the he, group he, chat? Like, he, he, tur- he turned new- it off. He turned it off because they was getting drunk. And it's like, hey, they need they need Derrick Henry. They, saying, they need better running back. Pollard ain't need. Like, man, let me turn these off, man. Hurt my feelings. I'm crying in the car. <laughs> uh, Dame, Dame Dollar just got somebody that played defense for him. Never mind. What? 7-Eleven.com. More 7-Eleven.com? Yeah. Oh, Patrick Beverly. Hmm. Yeah. Woj uh, tweeting that, that Patrick Beverly headed to the Bucks from the Sixers. That's an omission that they can't play defense. Yeah, and he's he's a stir. I like no I like P-Bev, man. I but like him no, a lot. But he's no Drew Holiday. So that, that'll be interesting for playoffs. You bring a guy in like that. That I mean, he doesn't give you a lot offensively, but he's a dog. He's definitely have, a dog. Have this dude play for now, every the Sixers team giving in the NBA? Them, now, think about this, though. The Sixers... Sending him to Milwaukee is almost like we ain't afraid of him. Because exactly. like, you're thinking of Milwaukee, you're like, we might have to play these guys. Yeah. But, yeah. but you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm all set. Yeah. Right? Anyways, it's- on the trade news, if you want to get into the NBA stuff here, as Audio Files continues, uh, the Knicks trade that everybody's been talking about with uh, Burks and Bojanovic coming from your Pistons to the Knicks and giving them depth. And all they gave up was, besides four players, including Quentin Grimes and Evan Fournier, uh, Second round picks, essentially. That's all they gave up here again. Brian Windhorst from NBA Today, as they're doing their show on the uh, NBA trade deadline, he, he found that to be the most important factor. So the Knicks are in a position where they've got some injury problems right now. OG Anunoby, they changed his injury designation yesterday to elbow spur, which is something that's not necessarily going to resolve itself short term. Julius Randle still with evaluation coming on his shoulder injury. Mitchell Robinson out with the ankle injury. So this is the team that needs help right now. And also, if they're going to get what you say, Perk, they got to try to get that number two seed. The number two seed is important over this next three or four weeks as they get healthy. So these moves get them an 
opportunity that they can compete for that number two seed as they get healthier. And I would also say it's important that they have now gone through this season and added Ananobi, Bogdanovich, yep. Burks, wing players who can play both ends of the court, who are good three-point shooters, and they did not give up a first-round pick mm. in any of those deals. And they're still sitting there holding eight in their kitty that they can trade. And when we get to this summer, those are going to be on offer for a star player. Understand, everybody, this is what Wendy's been talking about this. Bobby Mark's been talking about this. All the national guys keep reminding all of you Nick fans that they still have a cachet of draft picks, first-round picks, in what is expected to be an incredibly interesting summer where some major contracts could be available, meaning major players could be available. And so that's what makes the Knicks' moves here, which are subtle yet not big. They're not taking on contracts, and they're not giving up their firsts. So important. But what does it mean short term, Kendrick Perkins? I said it yesterday, and I was talking about the Knicks putting themselves in position and how they're actually contending right now, right? And adding these two pieces, when you add Bondanovich, when you add Alec Burks, the only thing that the Knicks were missing was depth. And right now, they're deeper than the Pacific Ocean, and everybody else in the Eastern Conference need to get life jackets, including the Boston Celtics. This New York Knicks team is a legit title contender this season. And if anybody else anything different than they haven't been watching the Knicks play. When you look at Tom Thibodeau, they have established since the day one their identity on both ends of the floor. And now you add more offensive firepower with the addition that they already added in OG and Novi. This team is deep. They have zero flaws. They have a closer in Jalen Bronson. This team is ready right now to compete for a title. That's a strong statement. All of that was fun, except for the Pacific Ocean. He could have yeah. gone Atlantic Ocean, then maybe the you know geography yeah, geographically makes more to, sense. We're going to Hawaii, but 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 still, what he's saying though is is a very interesting statement. He's he's saying at this point now, when healthy, that this team is a legitimate championship contender. You buying that part? Yeah, I think that, listen, this can be second, right? You know, I think Patrick Beverly brings them a little something of what they're missing, but I still think that they're right there with. Um, right there with the Bucks. You know, oddly enough, coming back, um, they get Campaign, who's a guy who can score and plays with a lot of energy when you think about Philadelphia on the return. So maybe this is one of those rare instances where both teams get better and get what they need specifically. Needs. Yeah, Payne wasn't playing well for them, and he really can't guard uh, either as well. All right, that's Audio Files, 800-919-3776, the number. Uh, we'll get back to your calls. I think we go full buffet the rest of the way as we keep an eye on the trade tracker through the trade deadline, which ends right at the end of the show and leads you right up, of course, to the Michael K. Show. And meanwhile, the Michael K. Show will be live from UBS Arena today, and that is before tonight's Islanders game. They take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in what's going to be a great game. It's on ESPN+. Plus. It's an 8 o'clock puck drop, but they're going to open the doors at 5 p.m., so fans can come in and catch the K-Show before the game. So you want to get there early. A lot of Islander fans like the tailgate, so you might as well get there early and hang out with the guys. Join the New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and, th- and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at newyorkislanders.com slash feb. We'll get to your calls next. Barton Hunt, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Been a busy day, as expected. NBA trade deadline. A little over an hour left for the final trades. We've had a couple of moves. Again, nothing nothing like last year where, like, you know, Kevin Durant and 
deals like that. You're not going to see any of the blockbusters, but there are some interesting moves that are being made and and some that have, like you can see, okay, this team needed this, they went and got it. And, of course, the Knicks being uh, one of the teams that's at the very top of the list of deals done because of what they were able to do for their depth and also just for short term while they have some injuries to get them through it. We'll, we'll break down all of the trades. We'll give you everything that has happened so far, including the Knicks stuff, and we'll get the calls going. We'll go full buffet the rest of the show at 800 3776 And let's just get a call in here with uh, Freddie in Brooklyn's been on a bit. What's up, Freddie? Hi, Alan Bart. How are you doing? Good. I love this trade. Great trade for the Knicks. You know, there's a saying, good things come to those who wait. And for a while now, we've been wondering what the front office of Leon Rose and Wild Wild West was doing. Now we see where the thoughts were. The patients have been rewarded. And we've gotten a couple of players and avoided the controversy of finding playing, playing time for people like um, Ajante Mori, who would not have been satisfied with just a few minutes coming off the bench. We found players who fit this puzzle and will be satisfied for the time that they will be getting playing while contributing at the same time. Also, Tibbs was being criticized a lot for overplaying players, but he was caught between a rock and a hard place. He wasn't only playing for the playoffs, but he was playing for a position. Now we would be able to space out time more for the players and maintaining the position that is greatly needed. Thank you, guys. Have Thank you, Freddie. Day. You too. I mean, again, that's that's kind of what you're looking for is to just make sure you have enough depth. And when you have injuries like they have right now, you need that. And And also staying in the game for perhaps bigger deals when it comes to the summer. So while DeJounte Murray was a name that everybody was excited about, I do think the Knicks kind of like what they have in the Brunson DiVincenzo backcourt, and they don't want to mess with it. And uh, by the way, he hasn't been traded yet. Yeah, so that's playing, certainly a name to watch well this together. next hour. And right, like Atlanta actually started to play well, and maybe they don't. Maybe they're not getting the return they thought they would at the deadline, and so they might have to revisit that. Uh, in the offseason. Like I said, full buffet in the power hour coming up. We'll go through what has happened so far by the NBA trade deadline, significant moves being made by different teams in the East and the impact it has on the Knicks who made their own move. So we'll get to all that coming up. And football fans, FanDuel has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And when you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. And that means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win. So start building your own or just bet a popular SGP already made for you in America's number one sportsbook. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Allen if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more. With FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and older, physically present in New York. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPEN-Y-467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. While there's been rumors and speculation for weeks about what the Knicks will do at the NBA trade deadline, 
Today is the NBA trade deadline. So earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, guys, we're talking with Adrian Wojnarowski. So, Woj, any chance the Knicks make a trade for a big splash today? I think they're open to it. It's available, but the, it's a great idea and concept. But you have to have somebody willing to trade and make a big deal with you. And that kind of elite, game-changing player that the Knicks perhaps would like to add to their roster is not available right now. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew. Honey, during tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.